You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Good morning, guys. And it's so incredible to be able to join you online today. I know it's a bit different for a lot of people and We're just not used to doing this, but how cool is it that we get to continue worshiping King Jesus together through technology and social media? I mean, that's just, it's an amazing opportunity we have, not just as Impact Church, but as the church in general to hold these online services and worship with many, many people that would never step foot in a church building. So this is just a a fun time for us. Again, I know it's different. I know that people are ready for things to get back to normal. There's people that are overwhelmed with different emotions and feelings, and we're just all kind of ready for some normalcy. And I just want to encourage you guys this morning. I want you to know that God is still God. I want to encourage you to know that God knew this was coming. God knows when it's leaving. God is still supreme, and victory is still His. And we serve a mighty, mighty God. This morning, we're going to wrap up our Inside Out series. We've been going through the book of James for the past nine weeks, and today is the the wrap-up day. So uh, I'm excited to wrap this up. And what James talks about here in this passage, it will be in James chapter 5, beginning in verse 13. What he talks about here is powerful and timely. Man, I'm excited to bring this word to you. As you turn to James 5, I just want to let you guys know that I missed you last week. I was not sick or feeling bad or anything like that. Ashley and I took a trip out of town. We went up to Helen, Georgia, just for a a kid-free weekend. Uh, But more importantly for me, it was a lot of really, really, really good food. Uh, So let's let's read together. And then I really just want to hit on a few things this morning. And I, I want us to be encouraged. I want us to be challenge to live differently as we have been throughout this whole series and I really want us to just focus on Jesus. So James 5 beginning in verse 13 it says is anyone among you suffering let him pray. Is anyone cheerful let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Let's pray. God, we thank you for who you are. God, I pray that as we're in a different environment this morning, that people understand that your spirit is still at work. God, I pray that you you bless the reading and the hearing of your word. God, I pray that your spirit speaks to hearts this morning and that lives are forever changed and we begin to chase after you more and more 
pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, as we dig into this passage, my hope for us is that we can truly see how this relates to us today and also how this relates to us every day of our lives. As James was finishing up this letter, he's bringing everything together that he's discussed up to this point. We pointed out in week one of this series that James was writing to persecuted believers. He was writing to people who were struggling, people who were sick, people who were confused, people who were overwhelmed. Does that sound familiar to anybody this morning? Isn't it amazing that James starts this letter telling us to focus on Jesus, and then he ends this letter telling us to focus on Jesus? See, this morning, I want us to see what James is saying about prayer. See, James tells us when to pray. He tells us how to pray. And then he tells us why to pray. And I want us to dig in because although there's passages all throughout Scripture on the concept of of prayer, I believe that James, speaking to his original audience, we can relate to that today because of different things that we're going through as well as what the church has become in general. See, they were scattered Christians. They had been persecuted for their faith. They had some serious issues going on. They had an amazing opportunity to show the world what the church of God looked like. But instead, they allowed selfishness and just worldliness to consume them. And I'm afraid that in a lot of ways, the church of our generation has done the same thing. We've allowed selfish ambition, selfish desires, worldliness to consume us, and we haven't shown the love of Jesus to the world the way that God has called us to do so. So this morning, as we dig in, I really want us to to catch this, because to me, this is one of the most important concepts that we can grasp as a Christ follower, and that is the concept of prayer. James is saying, hey, you guys really want to be the Christ followers you're supposed to be? Do you really want to be the church that God has has called you and separated you out to be? Then pray. That's, That's his response. So what is prayer? So prayer is communicating with God. But for today, for this message, I want you to to think of it this way. Prayer is nothing less than contacting the power of God. I'm going to say that again. Prayer is nothing less than contacting the power of God. So James, in this passage, gives us an idea of when to pray. So if we look at verse 13, he says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. So, number one, we pray in times of trouble. James doesn't give a specific uh, suffering in this passage. He doesn't give a a specific thing of of maybe when you're in trouble because of this or because of this. He, He leaves it general, and he says, Hey, is anyone among you in trouble? Are you suffering? Then pray. And I I really want you to reflect this morning, and there's a lot of stuff going on in our world in our country, in our communities. And there's people that are in trouble. There's people that are suffering. And it's because of of fear, maybe, or anxiety, or just confusion, or the unknown. And people don't know what to do. 
they feel like they are just so consumed with everything that's going on around them. Life is not normal right now. They're in trouble. And James' advice in my heart and my plea to you this morning is in times of trouble, pray. Contact and connect, tap in to the power of God. Number two, not only do we pray in times of trouble, but we pray in times of happiness. Verse 13 says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. So you may be saying, hey, James says sing praise, not pray. But I want you to understand that communicating with God, right? You do that when you're praying the way that we think about prayer. And you also do that when you're singing praise to God. So it's the, it's the same thing as communicating and connecting with God. It's contacting the power of God through praise, which is also a form of prayer. So this, this morning, I want you to understand that maybe you're at peace with everything that's going on around you. Maybe you're just full of joy this morning. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you feel that way. And I applaud you for that. But I want you to, to think about this. The only reason that you have that peace or that joy is because God has given you that. He has placed that in your heart. He, is, he has calmed down your mind. He's calmed down your thoughts. And he's given you the peace and the joy that only he can give. And he's worthy of praise for that. So not just in times of trouble do we pray, but we also pray in times of happiness. And the third way, or the third time we pray from this passage, James says, in times of sickness. Verse 14 says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. And again, James is very generic here. He doesn't give a certain type of sickness. And man, we're, we live in, in the CSRA and pollen is horrible. There's people sick all around us. Allergies are starting to flare up. People's noses are starting to, to run like a water faucet. Uh, voices are being lost. Eyes are swelling up. I mean, it, it gets crazy here in Augusta. The pollen, I was taking the trash out the other day. I lifted the lid on the trash can and I felt like I was being attacked by this yellow cloud of like nuclear material, but it was pollen. And man, it got in my nose and in my eyebrows and in my mouth. And it was just, it was nasty. But people are sick. Physically, they're physically sick. People are spiritually sick. People are just sick all around us. And maybe it's not allergies. Maybe maybe someone has the cold or maybe you have the flu or maybe you've been diagnosed with, with cancer or, or some type of disease. And man, I want you to know that James' advice to you this morning, his advice to me this morning, is in times of sickness, we pray. We communicate. We connect. We contact the power of God. And again, I want you to, to think about the things that are going on around us and it's it's crazy right now the the whole world is is affected by the this coronavirus and man my, my heart for you is that in your in your time of trouble and in, in your time of, of sickness maybe 
or even if you have peace right now in your time of, of happiness, I want you to, to focus on Jesus. And James is telling us here, and he was telling his original audience, and con- contact and connect with the power of God. See, so often here in America, we try to do things on our own because it's all about independence. And I, I want to share something with you this morning. Being a Christ follower is 0% about independence and 100% about dependence on Almighty God. And that's where we are this morning. And James is, is clear here when to pray. We pray in times of trouble. We pray in times of happiness. We pray in times of sickness. And man, it's echoed all throughout the New Testament. And, and Paul does it masterfully. And he says, hey, in all things, pray. Pray without ceasing. Never stop praying. So we live our lives in a state of connection and contacting the power of God through communication through prayer. James also tells us how to pray. And I want to give you four quick ways that he tells us how to pray here in this passage. And in in James 14, again, we see that, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. So here, James says, this is how you should pray. You should pray in agreement. Now, what do I mean by that? So this passage, I think, gets misstrewed a lot. And people think that the elders of a church or the, the leaders of a church has to be, they have to be the ones that come and, and pray for people that are sick. And that's not what James is saying. James is saying, hey, you should trust the leadership that God has put in place at your local church. You should trust the other people in your life group or in your community. And you should reach out to them, and you should call on them, and you should agree with them in prayer. So I think what happens in our churches today is that nobody cares about unity anymore. And the scripture is full of Christ followers, of Christians, of the church being a unified body of Christ. And that's what James is saying here. James is saying, hey, it's time for you guys to be unified. It's time for you guys to come together and be the church that God has called you to be. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Andrew talked about how James is writing to to this church, to these believers, and God wanted to bless them. God wanted to to just bring them into into some kind of new life, to a greater purpose. And man, because of selfish ambition and because of no unity and chaos, these people missed out on what God wanted to do. And I feel like the church is missing out. I feel like the church is missing out on what God wants us to do. And we have an amazing opportunity right now and what's going on all around us to be the church, to be in, in agreement with one another, to pray in unity together. Not only does James say that we should pray in agreement? He says that we should pray in Christ. The end of verse 14 says, Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Man, there's no other name, right? Everything that we talk about here at Impact is about being Jesus-focused. Man, we're focused 
on Jesus because Jesus is the way. And he, he is king. And we're starting a, a new series next week called Victory, One Breakthrough at a Time. And we're going to actually look at three of, of Jesus' I Am statements. We're going to talk about Jesus' I Am statement where he says, I am the good shepherd. We're going to talk about his statement when he said, I am the light of the world. And on Easter Sunday, we're going to talk about when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is. Jesus is. God told Moses to, to say, hey, you know what? Go tell them that I am sent you. And I always wonder, man, what, what, what did he mean, I am? Like, I am what? And over time, this is what I've kind of come to, to think of that statement, that when we're in times of trouble or sickness, and we say, man, we're just, we're, we're bogged down, we're overwhelmed, I don't have the power or the strength to move forward. And we're crying out to God, and God says, hey, you know what? I know you don't have the power or the strength, and that's okay because I am. I am the power. I am the strength. So to me, God is everything that we are not. So when we aren't something, God says, hey, I know that you're not, but I am. And that's that's what we tap into in prayer. So not only do we pray in agreement, we pray in Christ, we also pray in faith. We see in verse 15, it says, And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. Man, James's whole letter is about faith. We, we've talked about that over the last nine weeks, and how faith is always accompanied by works. And not that work saves you, right? But works is just a byproduct of having true, genuine faith. And that's how we pray as well. We pray knowing that God is supreme. We pray knowing that God is in control. We have faith that his plan is the best and right plan for whatever situation that we're dealing with. And the fourth thing here is we pray in repentance. We pray in repentance. Verse 16 says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Man, how hard is this? How hard is it to confess sin to each other? How hard is it to live a repentant life? To say, hey, you know what? I know that the, the road that I'm heading down is the wrong road. I know that God has called me to something greater and something better in my life. I know that during this time of chaos and this, this time of the unknown that he's called me to step in and be his hands and his feet. He's called me to serve people. He's called me to love people. And I haven't been doing it. How hard is it to admit the sin and the, the lack of faith in our life? But James says that's how we pray. So we pray in agreement with other believers. We pray in Christ, the name above all names. We pray in faith and we pray in repentance. And the last thing James shows us here in this passage is why we pray. Why we pray. Number one is this, relationships need healing. James has talked about this throughout the entire book. And two different relationships that need healing. One is relationship with God. See, their relationship to his original audience, their relationship was suffering. We see in chapter one that they were doubting God, that they were blaming God. 
And even here in chapter 5, of, of verse ahead in verse 12, we see that they've tried to start bargaining with God at this point. See, what James is doing here is he's directing them back to God in faith with a reliance on prayer. And if you remember James, he, he refers to this as the royal law, and he talks about this numerous times in James where he says, man, the, the royal law is to love God with everything that you are, to love God with, with all of you, all of you responding to all that God is, that you love him. And then he transitions and says, and also love your neighbor as yourself. And that's the second type of relationship that needs healing. Relationships with other people need to be restored. In his original audience, they were suffering in their relationship with others. And James warns them of, of playing favorites in chapter 2 and chapter 3 of verbally attacking each other. And in chapter 4, fighting with each other, slandering each other, and judging each other. Adam Clark said this. He said, to catch the importance of this for the church, we need to notice that James is writing about spiritual freedom given to the church, not spiritual gifts given to certain ones in the church. The freedom happens because the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. And in that mercy, James exults. Picture this exultation happening in modern churches, in our churches. And you have something of James's vision. Elders leading worship with a spiritual authority in the name of Jesus. Christians praising God joyfully, confessing their sins openly, and praying for each other lovingly. The church together experiencing spiritual cleansing and physical healing. This is the exciting power of prayer. Man, I, I want you to, to just hear my heart this morning. I really want us to, to get this. We have the opportunity and the, and the calling to show God's love to the world. And it starts with prayer. It starts with contacting and connecting and tapping into the power of God. And we can't do it on our own. We are selfish people. We are worldly people. But when the blood of Jesus comes in, and he cleanses us, and he changes our lives, and he saves us. He calls us to something greater. Man, he calls us to be his hands and his feet, to be the salt and the light of the, of the world. And we have that chance and that opportunity right here and right now to truly live inside out. I'm going to close really quick with this. Verses 19 and 20 says, My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back. Let him know that whoever brings him back will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. And I'm going to go back up really quick to verse 16. The end of verse 16 says, The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Hey, the, the second reason why we pray, and this is, this is the end here, is because it's powerful and effective. Man, it's powerful and effective. God is, has given us the ability to tap into his power. Man, and there's no way to do that without communicating with him, without having community with him in conversation through prayer. So this morning, as we, as we live in, in a world that is, is going crazy right now, the church gets to be the, the voice of reason, the voice of truth, to say God is still God. 
God knows what's going on. He has a plan, and we're trusting in his plan. And we get to show God's love to the world. That's what it's about, but it starts with prayer. So my heart for you, my, my prayer for you, my challenge to you is that you truly tap in to the power of God through prayer. Man, it's, it's been an amazing morning of worship here at Impact Church, and this is our first ever online service. And, and I, I just want to give you the opportunity to respond. So if, if, if you never made a decision to follow Jesus, my, my prayer for you is that you, you don't leave your living room or your kitchen or wherever you are without, without making that decision. And I just want you to reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Facebook or send us an email at church at impactharlem.org and let us know of the decision that you made. Maybe you're a Christ follower already and you're just struggling with what's going on and you need, you need help with this whole prayer thing. Reach out to us. We want to be here for you. We want to help lead you and guide you and direct you in your next steps of faith. Let's pray together. God, thank you for your word. God, thank you for this series and this, this study that we've been able to go through in the book of James. God, I thank you for the practical ways that you've shown us that we can truly live inside out, that we can live our faith out every single day of our lives. God, I pray that we learn to tap into your power through prayer. God, that in times of trouble, in times of happiness, in times of sickness, we pray. In all things, we pray. We pray without ceasing. We live a life of prayer and praise to you. God, I pray that we pray in agreement with one another. That we pray in, in your name, uh, the name above all names. That we pray in faith and that we pray in repentance. God, that we're truly repentant and we turn from the ways of this world and truly follow you. God, and we do that because we want restored relationships but more importantly, because it's powerful and effective. God, we love you. Thank you for this time. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.